And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. We got ourselves some trades. The Milwaukee Bucks trade for P.J. Tucker. The Miami Heat get Trevor Ariza. John Morant hits a game winner. So does De'Aaron Fox. And Steph Curry goes down with a strange injury. Hopefully, it's not too serious. Two trades, two game winners, 10-game night in the association. Let's go. Hey, I'm Tass Mellis, and this is what you need to know in the NBA for Thursday, March 18th. It's trade season, baby! The Milwaukee Bucks landed rugged forward P.J. Tucker from the Rockets. Let's take a step back to see what's motivating this move for Milwaukee. The Bucks, if you remember, they were embarrassed in the bubble. They were eliminated in five games in the second round after finishing atop the Eastern Conference standings. They couldn't score. Defenses were able to clog the lane on two-time MVP Giannis Tetacumpo and Chris Middleton. And the team had no counter. So in the offseason, they got a ball handler and Drew Holiday to open up the lane by making a play. Unclog that lane. Call Holiday the plunger. We love talking about plungers here on No Dunks. Yanis especially needed more space. And they opened it up further by acquiring three-point shooters and developing their own. It's worked. They've got the fourth best three-point percentage this season after being 18th last year. And that's the thinking here. If Yanis has stopped... Middleton or Holiday should be able to make a play or Giannis can find a capable shooter. But many of those shooters aren't great defenders and they've changed their schemes by switching more, which was needed. So their defense has dropped off. Best team in the NBA the last two seasons in defense down to 10th this year. Enter P.J. Tucker. He can do both, but will he be able to? He shot just 31% from three-point land this season. And will his defense hold up? He's going to be 36 before the playoffs. But he is a proven player. Teams are going to continue to load up on Giannis. It's up to Holiday. Dante DiVincenzo, their starting shooting guard. And P.J. Tucker in the corner, who has hit more corner threes the last five seasons than anyone in the National Basketball Association. He can do that. I see Kevin E. Choney in the chat saying, what do the Bucks expect Tucker to do? Well, hit some shots and play defense. That's all he has to do. That is why he makes his dollar dollar bills and that playoff plan it manifested itself in a game hours after the trade Milwaukee saw what their playoff team could be versus Philadelphia Milwaukee fought back after being down 19 and Yanis personally fought back after being neutralized by Ben Simmons like he'll have to fight back to get that playoff respect but late in the fourth the ball started in Yanis's hands That's the way their plays start. The lane got shut off, and he was able to find Drew Holiday for a score. Then he was able to find shooters. He went on a 7-0 run to close out overtime, and then he sat on the floor. In Philadelphia, Philly fans that were there booed their asses off as Giannis sat his ass down. That was a very unique celebration. I can understand why Philly fans were booing. You're disrespecting us. I guess they boo at everything. Either way... Many people on Twitter calling it a signature win for the Milwaukee Bucks. 
I don't think so. Joel Embiid was not on the floor for Philadelphia in this one. He is injured, so I wouldn't call it a signature win. But a closing lineup of Yanis, Middleton, Holiday, Tucker, and either DiVincenzo or Lopez is what they'll roll out in the playoffs, and they'll be able to test it here for the rest of the regular season with eight more games against Philly, Brooklyn, Miami, and Boston. Now, the Houston side, they get... A couple DJs from Milwaukee, DJ Augustine and DJ Wilson, along with a pick. Uh, and Milwaukee was able to ship Torrey Craig in a separate move to Phoenix. The Rockets did this for the pick, which moves their early second-round pick up to the Bucks' late first-round pick in the upcoming draft. They moved approximately from 33 to 25. Now, it's a worse pick for Milwaukee, but they save money because second-round contracts aren't guaranteed, and they still get a selection. Not a lot for P.J. Tucker, but at this point of his career, I guess it's a fair price. Uh, the Bucks also get below the tax line with this move. It's about them, Dalla, Dalla, Bills. So that's Tucker to Milwaukee. The team Milwaukee and Philly are chasing are the Brooklyn Nets, both in the power rankings and now literally in the standings. Well, close enough. With Philly's loss and Brooklyn's win over Indy, the Nets are tied with Philly for the one seed in the Eastern Conference. And Brooklyn's big three has only played seven games together. For real, Kyrie, James Harden, and Kevin Durant, only seven games together. I'm not sure what the Bucks or Philly can do if Kevin Durant comes back healthy from that hamstring injury that the Nets are taking very, very, very seriously. They are waiting to get him back as long as they possibly can. And still no Blake Griffin in a win over Indiana. Harden did enough uh, for the win without Kyrie in the lineup as well because check this line, 40 points, 10 rebounds, 15 assists for James Harden. He and Vince Carter are the only ones to have accomplished a 40-point trip dub in Nets franchise history. Thanks to Malika Andrews for that stat. Let's take a look at the state of a couple more East teams that hope to be in contention this season. Miami landed Trevor Ariza in a trade from OKC on Wednesday. They haven't been able to find a replacement for Jay Crowder, who was their starting four on their finals run last season. Will Ariza be able to replace Crowder? I don't think so. Ariza is in the twilight of his career more so than P.J. Tucker is. But Spolstra said Ariza is in great shape. And along with Andre Iguodala, maybe they can fill that void that Crowder left when he went to Phoenix in the offseason. Uh, Ariza and Iguodala were on the same plan to get out of their last situation. Don't play and we'll get moved. And it worked. They both went to Miami. Ariza traded for the 11th time in his career. The most... For a single player in NBA history, 11 times. The team that traded Iguodala, Memphis, beat Miami on Wednesday, and John Morant hit a game winner, a beauty layup, as he tends to do late in games. Put the ball in his hands. He'll score on you, and then he'll call you and let you know. He's a young guy that doesn't text. He'll call. Yeah, with the old phone celebration. Beautiful. The Toronto Raptors, they thought they were going to be in contention. The coronavirus protocol has really messed up their team recently. They got a couple guys back that hadn't been in the lineup for a long time. Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam were back against Detroit on Wednesday, but they clearly weren't themselves after missing three weeks. Norman Powell was. He had a career-high 43 points, including eight threes, and zero assists. 43 points and zero assists. Not easy to do. Powell was rumored to be in trades, but he's untradeable. Franchise cornerstone. Do you see that stat line? But in all seriousness... Maybe his value is at its highest. Blake Murphy on The Athletic. A great article addressing that possibility. Uh, that was the end of the good news for Toronto. The Pistons were more physical. They get the win. Boston, Cleveland. The Celtics lost to the Cavs. Should I spend more time talking about the Celtics? Nah. Done enough time 
done enough of that. Sacramento, Washington. Let's spend a little time talking about the Sacramento Kings because they didn't blow a game, baby. Tyrese Halliburton starting in place of the injured Marvin Bagley. A small replacing a big, but it's today's NBA. Who cares? I love Halliburton starting. It's the future. Whiteside at center down the stretch with Bagley out. And that's when De'Aaron Fox hit the game winner, taking it over as he does. It went swish into the foxhole after good defense by Bradley Beal. De'Aaron Fox, yeah, hold that hand up. Kings win. Warriors-Rockets. The Rockets lost their 18th straight game, uh, but it was the loss of Steph Curry that was the real headline. A strange injury as Steph took a three above the break in front of the Rockets bench and backpedaled to where, where, toward where fans would usually be between the bench and the scorer's table. He fell on his butt beside the bench and didn't get up for a while. He injured his tailbone. No word on x-rays as I record here. Steve Kerr threw out a week as a soft return date, but who knows? Friend of the program, Dave DeFore, brought up a good point. Is this the first injury caused by a lack of fans? Producer JD also said the same thing this morning. If there are fans there, Steph doesn't fall on his butt by the bench. We're usually worried about fans causing injuries. A lack of fan causes injury. Hopefully, Steph will be all right. Christian Wood is all right. He returned for Houston after missing the last 17 games and looked good on the floor, but to no avail for the Rockets. 18 straight losses for them. Let's wrap up the night quickly. 10 games. In the association, Spurs, Bulls. The Bulls had a 23-point lead, but the DeMar DeRozanless Spurs came back to beat them. Charlotte, Denver, Nikola Jokic recorded his 10th triple-double of the season in just 40 games played. Ballin' as Denver beat Charlotte, no problem. Clippers, Dallas, Luka Doncic, a masterpiece. 42 points, 9 assists, and 6 rebounds. It was a little revenge game as they had lost to the Clippers a couple nights prior. And he lost Paul George with a pretty behind-the-back dribble to seal this game. Luka Doncic balling. A gorgeous play, asking the, uh, I think, 3,700 fans in attendance in Dallas to cheer him on in those green unis. Not sure what those things are, but they get the victory. A lot of fun. Luka wrapping up the night as I wrap up the night here on What You Need to Know. But we're not done. Make sure you check out the full No Dunks episode here on Thursday. And I'll be back to give you the news as fast as I possibly can tomorrow. I'll see you then. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. 